Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to our Ramen Host Club. I'm your host, Mango. And today we've got... Who do we got? I'm Jane. And Yami. Yeah, we're all here. And today we're going to be talking mainly about My Hero Academia from like beginning from the first episode and first season to like what's up to date now. Uh, Anji is the only one who didn't really see the last episode, but she gave us permission to go ahead and spoil it. Uh, she's going to be watching it later too, though. So spoilers alert for anyone who hasn't seen My Hero Academia or hasn't seen any of the newer episodes too or this new season. Um, but we're going to be spoiling a lot of that for you. And yeah, so I kind of want to get this started. So first of all, um, what are your now that you've caught up, uh, Yami, with uh, this season, how are you feeling about My Hero compared to like the whole entire, I guess, thing that you've seen from it so far? Um... I don't know. I, I, uh, I guess I'd start off and and say that uh, I was a little bit slower um, coming on to the whole My Hero Academia sort of train as a lot of other people have. Like that seems to be really popular here in America. And um, now I can say that uh, after watching the like last few episodes, it's kind of like recaptured me uh it's kind of pulled me back in because honestly um the uh last episode i thought was just like uh it was so emotional in different ways and i'm not even that invested like uh maybe you and anji are but uh that last episode was like uh it really hit something for me i was like man they really did this manga justice with the way that they've been able to uh, do certain um, scenes and certain fights. And uh, I know that there are some complaints about like animation with and, and how they've handled certain arcs like pacing-wise. But um, this past episode, I just felt like, you know, it was really good. Complaints aside... Um, like the whole dynamic between Deku and Eri and their fight against Overhaul and it's just like man, it they did it justice. They really did. I mean, I, I was more of like a manga reader. Uh, I'm not as big into watching the uh, the anime for it, but because uh, I knew this episode was coming up, I wanted to at least indulge myself. Um, in in as many episodes as i could and yeah it was just it was so good man like uh i have to give the studio props um they they did a good job um so my overall opinion is uh you know including this episode i don't know i i just i feel like they've done um a really good job being able to at least capture uh a lot of the emotional elements at least and uh the last episode was not a disappointment for that it's really good um it's not the best fight ever and i you know i've heard some complaints about that but it's like if you think about it it makes sense but i'll turn it over to you guys and just say they did a great job i'm really loving this season and uh you know i i just you know deku is one of those main characters that i I have to be honest, I never really 
was that fond of. Like, I mean, I, I'm behind him and I root for him, but I, you know, this past episode just, the, the past few episodes just kind of brought me in. Uh, so. Got you back on the Deku train, yeah. kind of. <laughs> How about you, Anji? What did you think? Oh, just um, overall. This, uh, well, I haven't yeah. seen the yeah. overall. Well, yeah, you haven't seen this uh, latest episode, but the uh, um, this season so far. Um, I mean, I I'm a fan of My Hero Academia, and I've liked all the uh, prior seasons, but for some reason, this one has just been going by a little slower for me. Like, um, I'm, I'm paying attention to what's going on, but for some reason it hasn't really, uh, it hasn't really gotten me hyped like the other seasons have. At least not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's, it's having to do with all the, uh, the heavy emotional themes, but, um, yeah, I'm liking it so far. It's just going a little bit slower for me personally. The, it's funny you say that because I felt the same way when I first started this season, and but now that we came up to this uh, la- this previous episode that we just saw, um, well, if you're listening to this last week, um, and what I realized is each season has so much. There, there's so many distinguishes from each season because they have so many different trials and errors that they they go through like within the season. So like the first season, they're introducing all the characters and like the big boss fight there was with All Might and like whatever that Namu thing was or whatever. And then the second season is all about like the villains, the League of Villains and all that stuff. So they're they're chopping up the different like events that play out. And then when it comes to like this fourth season, um, I felt that. Oh, and then the third season, of course, they're training, um, and then they fight, and then Deku and Bakugo fight in the third season, which is probably my favorite fight of all. Um, and then this season, it is felt, it does feel a little slower, but I feel that this season was more about telling the story of the Yakuza side, in a sense, to get to the point of where they need to be. So it kind of like, it, I want to say it it kind of forces the characters like real quick into their story, you know, like the first episode, like I think the first or second episode already like Midoriya and um, um, Mamillion already met like Eri and met the the uh, overhaul guy, right? In the hall, in the alleyway. And it just plunges them in into their world already, you know? So, but because of that, now you have to get all these backstories of all these villains that are coming up. And I felt like that's pretty much why I feel that it's kind of going at the pace that it is. But in the same sense, I kind of appreciate it because there, as you notice, uh, Yami, because we like, you know, movies that kind of go back and forth with storytellings now and then. Like, they do that a lot, in, especially in this last episode where you see, the, even the previous episode, they, you see them fight. And then it cuts back to, like, a previous, like, time and they're talking and then it comes back like, to the fight. And then back to, like, when he's talking to, like, the head Yakuza guy. So... I feel like I'm getting a lot more story and where the Yakuza guys are coming from with this season. And even though it is a little bit slower, I feel that with this last episode was a huge payoff. So definitely expect, like with this last episode, Anji, for like a really big payoff. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Usually um, when things are slowed down a bit and we get less um, of a focus on the main characters. Like for instance, we got a lot of episodes um, catered to Red Riot. I feel like um, this season is going to have a bigger payoff. 
Yeah, and、um, that's what I that's what I love about this、uh, writer and、um, illustrator is the fact that he is able to like incorporate other characters. You know, even though they're not the main character, <laughs> not Deku, they he get incorporate them in the actual story in that season. So you get to see more. And Red Riot definitely like bumped up. We were talking about a couple pods before, but he's like up there now, like one of best boys. In my They did a really、movie. good job of like slowly introducing him because we got a little bit more of him from the last season, but it was just enough to keep us like interested and curious about his character. And then this season, we're getting like full-on episodes where it's mostly him, and it's like I don't know. I thought that was a really smooth transition for a. Character introduction. Yeah, I totally agree. Yami, what did you feel about、um, all the other side characters in this season? Well,、uh, it's kind of. I think we may have touched on this before in a previous episode,、um, but overall, I feel like one of the things that makes、um, uh, *Bokuno Hero* like、uh, a very popular show. Is、um, in America, or at least amongst the the Western audience, is that there are so many different characters that people can get behind and root for, and、uh, I feel like that kind of has a little bit of an element that like Naruto had at first, when you had all these different other characters, side characters that people could kind of get behind because they're all so different character-wise and and ability-wise.、Um, This particular season is、um, is kind of more the same, although I'm not really sure how you guys view it. But for me, it's not that different、um, than previous seasons. But、um, I I mean that's kind of the thing that that is appealing about Boku no Hero is you have all these side characters that have their own little character arcs as well, and、um, even if they're not like the Um, main focus or anything, it still kind of helps drive the story. It's never done in a way in which it completely distracts from the main idea of the overall plot or story. But、uh, that's at least my thought on it. I don't know if you you were looking for something specific, but no, no, that's、uh, that's really yeah. I'm glad you said it because that's pretty much how I feel too. Is like. You follow the main guy, but then you've also got like、um, like side things going on with other characters. So, like you said before, a lot of people could fall in love with these characters easily because it's、uh, because they're relatable in that sense. Kind of like how like some shonens fail to incorporate some of their side characters. Like for example, like Dragon Ball Z did a good job too as well, like introducing like the Z fighters. You know when Dragon Ball Z came up,、um, but. Uh, when it came to like,、uh, let's say, Bleach, for example, and then you had to learn about the all, all these other new like side characters. I felt like they were more flat characters. You know what I mean? I was, because like, yeah, I didn't because it, it, it's straight away from the main guy you're supposed to follow, and when you stray away from like the main guy you're supposed to follow, it's kind of like I, I don't know. I don't really want to. I don't care about these characters because they're not with the main guy kind of thing. Whereas like Dragon Ball Z, they're with Goku, so obviously you have to know them. And then with My Hero Academia, it's like Deku's story. But then again, they're on a mission with Deku, or they're doing something with Deku. They're his classmates, so they're always tied together. In yeah. Main story. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I was gonna say、uh, really quick,、um, but 
I was going to say that when it comes to like, um, uh, like Dragon Ball Z, at first it was really good with all the different characters and everything, but then over time they became a lot less like, they almost became like background cheerleaders, like narrators yeah, almost. I like, agree with that. At, yeah, they're like telling you like, oh my gosh, you know, so-and-so used so-and-so move. And, oh my gosh, he's like super tired. Is he going to be able to win? Yeah. Like, yeah, they become yep. like IRL Mainly Piccolo. Instead of like actual participants in the fight. They're just chilling right. while everybody else does work. Um, I think the highest point of Piccolo's career was when he trained Gohan. And after that, it was like... No, I lied. I guess there was that one no, season where uh, they were fighting Frieza. Yeah, I was gonna say. And and yeah, there's that part. But other than that, he's just been like you know, watching from the side. Well, I will again. I don't want to um, try to distract us too much. But in Dragon Ball Super, uh, they do have they do a little bit of a better job, tiny bit better job with that. But they're not as like as much of a just. Uh, a couple of sideshow bobs like they're they're a little bit more involved but yeah like overall when it comes to this particular topic that's what makes Boku no Hero really good is uh you know the other characters aren't just like these really weak plot devices like they actually you actually can get invested in them and you think it matters because there's you know uh there there's all these other heroes aside from just Deku and you know and All Might like there's a lot of other people that are really important in the movement and the hero community mm-hmm. and these kids are the next in line so it does matter you know how they develop and all that so what what I really like noticed and loved about this last episode I just saw it was Deku sorry Andre I'm gonna have to go spoilers here Deku was able to use a hundred percent of his power without like messing anything up, without like fucking his leg up or shit. It was like holy, like my boy, <laughs> what the hell? You know, he just, oh my god, I, I can't even express how much like words I could like just say. He was just so amazing with this last episode. Uh, it kind of like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. Uh, I think Anjay showed you the movie, but. Um, the animation to the fight scenes and what what i love about uh, bones studio bones is like when it comes to like fight scenes like especially epic fight scenes they do like they give you 110 percent of what they could give you and i've seen it and aside from my hero academia they've done uh bones have done the um what is it it's uh blood blockade battlefront in season two the opening that was a crazy ass fight scene and then they've done like fight scenes with um what was that other anime? Um, fuck, I can't think of it. I'm too busy thinking about my hero <laughs> acting. But they do like crazy fight scenes. And then this one in particular reminded me of the My Hero Academia movie. Uh, just how fluid and how amazing the, like, the, the, each, um, each, um, what do you call it? Anji, what do you call it when you're an animator and you're drawing each, uh, cell? each paper? Yeah, each cell, like just like it, it, it moves so smooth, and I just love it. It, it's like butter. Watching it, it's like <laughs> butter, and the fact that he could just throw that big ass punch and just like knock him, like oh my god! And he went like that was him at his a hundred percent. And then like I like 
I remember watching like Mike Academia when it first came out, and he could—he's always breaking his bones, and then he's finally learning how to use his like powers, like to like some small percentage, and he's just getting up there and up there, and now he's using it 100. percent I'm like, damn, this guy is like always surprising me every season. I don't know. <laughs> it's like watching it's... your son grow up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it is. And then Aerie, like just. Oh my god, Aerie's like quirk. I'm not gonna spoil the quirk for Aerie uh, for you because I don't wanna. That's a big spoiler. Yeah. I don't wanna say anything. So, yeah, yeah I'm okay. not gonna say that. But but Aerie's quirk and Deku's quirk together is, is is amazing. Oh my god. And I, I, don't, I don't read the manga as much, so I don't know how far you've gotten with the manga, Yami. Um, but I hope Aerie has a bigger role. You know, uh, just as a side note, uh, I did. I was not aware that Studio Bones did Carol on Tuesday. I really like that anime. Oh yeah, yeah, they did Carol's Tuesday. I think they have a second season that was that came out like, recently. Yeah, I, I, I watched that one. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I need to get on it. But yeah, uh, I'm just kind of looking at the list really quickly of the kind of works that uh, Studio Bones has done, and yeah, they did. Uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront. Um, Which is actually a very a, a personal favorite of mine. They did Mob Psycho. They did uh, Mob. Yeah. So they've they've done quite a bit of, of different. They they did. I think they did the first season of One Punch Man. I before they they transferred to a different studio, if I remember correctly. I don't really. I'm not sure. I'm I'm kind of scrolling. You're not seeing it. And I don't see that. What did you say, Andre? Uh, I'm probably wrong. Oh, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. No, I, I didn't. I didn't see any. They also worked on uh, Full Metal Alchemist, and and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. If you if you watch any anime that has an action scene and then it involves like blocks flying around, then it's probably Studio Bones <laughs> <laughs> because they're notoriously known for having like crazy blocks being thrown at you. <laughs> it, it. I don't know. It, it, but. It's definitely uh, an artistic choice, I think, because that shit looks good. All right. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, uh, so favorite season so far. What do you guys think? You can go ahead, Andre. I think it would have to be season three so far. Me too. How about you? Yami. me. Um... I, I honestly like season two. Like, that's the one with Stain, yeah, right? I like season two a lot, actually. I mean, I think this season's been okay. Um, uh, well, okay kind of makes it sound like it's been mediocre or something. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, this season's good, but I just like season two better. I, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I liked... Um, I like Stain as a villain, and then I I also just liked a lot of what happened in season two, like the tournament arc. The, and, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like I I liked a lot of the the stuff that happened during that season. So I'm more of a fan of of that than. But I'm I'm, I have to admit that I'm a I'm a sucker when it comes to tournament arcs and anything. So. <laughs> yeah, I admit that. That yeah no um. That was like a kick-ass fight uh, with we could we could actually dive into those those crazy fights with uh, uh, Midoriya versus um, 
Icy hot. <laughs> Icy hot. <laughs> ben gay. Ben gay. <laughs> I like Ben gay. Yeah. Um, I, so one quick point that I'll make is uh, a lot of people are going to talk about the the Deku uh, versus Todoroki fight and the, and uh, I don't know what other fight people might talk about. But me, I love the Uraraka Baku. Yes! That was probably yeah, the best one. That was a good fight. That, to me, was the best one. Because it was like, it was really cool. You, I think most people would have thought, oh, Bakugo is going to absolutely destroy her. Like, what? what's the challenge he did. here? <laughs> and, and then, you know, she actually ended up putting up a pretty good fight and was very resourceful. And I think it showed a different side of Uraraka than... Um, most people had known up until that point and obviously we got like a little bit of her like uh, background as well like her home life and stuff which was like hit you in the Kokoro <laughs> but, uh, I think uh, that was I mean I had already liked Uraraka before that but that was when it was like yeah that's my girl because <laughs> uh, that that was a really great fight and uh, it's probably a little underrated because most people talk about the stuff that's actually like really uh, standard, you know. It really was mm-hmm. underrated because I feel like, you know, everyone when they watch these tournament things, they're probably just really hyped for like the key characters going against each other, which I'm not saying Bakugo nor Uraraka isn't, but it's such an odd pairing that you wouldn't even think they'd have to fight each other. But I really like that fight, too, because you never really see Uraraka on the, on the uh, offense like that. Mm-hmm. No, if anything, her powers are way more catered to, like, support defense yeah. and helping support. Yeah. yeah, her quirk is more of, like, a support thing. So her being in that element where she has to actually win a fight by um, being physical to a certain extent is way different than most people would expect. It makes you wonder, like, is this even fair? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's you know? what I was saying. Is like most people would think, oh, Bakugo is gonna absolutely destroy her. Right. Well, the kind of way I saw it is that Bakugo, uh, you can kind of see the level between the two when it comes to how uh, the tenaciousness they have for being like a fighter in a sense, and not saying Uraraka doesn't want to be a fighter. But they both want to be heroes, but she wants to, you know, what type of, you know, she, she's definitely catered more to, like, a different type of hero. Hence why she also went through that whole um, arc with being more, I guess, martial artist. So she learned a couple more martial arts skills in order to help her improve in her fighting skills. But um, before that, when they were fighting with just her and Bakugo, like, Bakugo, he's been, like, you know, fighting all his life, if anything. And you can kind of see it in the way he he fights her. So he doesn't even really move that much. He makes he takes like a couple steps left and right, and that's about it. Where um, Ochako is like literally like running around the arena and trying to figure out ways. But I bet you anything, she could also be a really great offensive fighter because the way that she like handled that situation with like just strategizing about like uh, tapping all the debris around the area and then dropping it, like. That's just one idea. If she had like the brain of Midoriya, <laughs> she could probably do some crazy shit with that power. That's true. Yeah, I actually agree with that. That's a good take. Yeah, 
But no, definitely like, but uh, in the in the in the other sense, it, her power is definitely catered for support. But I could also see her doing some crazy shit with that power. I'd like to see her use her powers more in that way in later seasons. Yeah, I, I can't wait till she grow like grows up more as a character and see. What she can't wait for her to glow up. The table. <laughs> right, because you know, uh, Froppy, Froppy, uh, she was when she finally was able to go camouflage and turn invisible. I was like, oh my god, this is so fucking awesome. Because I thought Sue, we were, I thought we were just done with Sue, after like season, right. like season two. After season two, I was like, okay, no, like Sue was, that's that's a hype of her career. And then like in season three, she's back, and um, I'm, I'm glad she's getting more screen time with this one. But then she was, she also learned how to do like camouflage and all that stuff. I'm like, damn, like it's so cool. Yeah, she kind of, it was weird because she was kind of like one of the bigger characters in the first season, and then as yeah, the other seasons started say, rolling yeah. on, she kind of got sent to the back seat. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. The first season, she was uh, pretty much everywhere. Her and um, yeah. Oh gosh, I'm uh, forgetting the the magi, the mad, the. What, what's her name? Oh man. Guys, help me out. <laughs> what colors her hair? Wait, who? Uh, <laughs> what the one with the ponytail that has the really skimpy outfit. Oh. Uh her name oh my god she has the most rememberable basic name too well i think most of the time they call her like her last name which is really hard for me to pronounce it's like yao yo rozu oh yeah 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 that's the one i remember (laughs) um but yeah she's uh she she and us we kind of took more of like a center stage in the first season and then not so i mean even in the second season she had a little bit of uh of a presence but this season it's more like you know she's kind of there <laughs> not really a headliner and then red riot's got like a whole ass season <laughs> <laughs> i love it because like you get to see his backstory and you see how his hair was not even actually like red it's actually black and how he spikes so you see he he's not one of your basic like let me just draw this character because this is how he is it's more like he's gonna have this character he's gonna have this characteristic and this style but you don't know why until you like reach season three it's like oh damn he was what he was way more normal (laughs) before (laughs) yeah they did a good job of slowly making you care for him like more and more Mm-hmm. Yeah, at first he was just like this hot-blooded dude that, you know, was just kind of a side character. Like, oh, he's he's here, he's energetic, he's the classic sort of muscle head type character. I didn't even I didn't even notice like how different he is from Bakugo until later seasons. But when I go back to rewatch him, I I start to realize how he really like how he was back then is the same how he is now. It's like he was always the. Um, even though he was always Bakugo's friend, he was always the more nicer and kinder one. Because of those sharp teeth, I always thought, you know, he was going to be just as tsundere <laughs> as Bakugo is. But no, if anything, he's more, he, he's more, you know, 
you know, relatable, kind of like Midori. I feel no, like, he's way more know. friendly. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of like the anti-Midoriya for Bakugo because it's like, he's like nice to him, but he's not like a big pushover, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, true. And he's not like an it <laughs> like that uh, Denki Kaminari guy is. Kaminari? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I call him Calamari. Yeah, he's... <laughs> but um so Anju, about okay so what about you what's your favorite season um three. Oh, you said you said yeah. season, season three right so so we talked about season two so what do you what's uh, your favorite part of season three i think you know <laughs> oh the the yeah, fight the the season fight three. with bakugo and midoriya at the very end Oh my god, it's so fucking... Have you seen season 3, or have you just read the manga? Yeah, no, I've, I mean, I've done both, so... I'm well aware. Oh, you done both? Yeah. Oh my... I, I, I agree the same way with Anji is, is that... My god. It's like everything finally unfolds in season 3. The, the rival between the two. Mm-hmm. I, I did not do that much crying until, like, you know... Probably Clown Eye after story. <laughs> <laughs> Since wow. then, I haven't really cried on any that's, anime. Let's not open that wound. Different ways of being able to cry about something. That's interesting. I, oh my god! Seriously, like every time, like I go to the gym or exercise, all I do is think about Midori. <laughs> he's my inspiration. <laughs> and all the quotes he says, I can't just let you die. I'll make you proud. Oh I'll, make you real hero. I'll make you proud. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I want to smile. I want to be a hero that smiles and saves her. Like, oh my god, man. It makes me want to do my best. <laughs> he makes me better. <laughs> <laughs> Just have a little dose of Midoriya in your life. Makes everything better. I, uh... I, I've always been... So, I think both of you are, are probably... Would you guys consider yourselves Bakugo fans? 100%. Oh, He's yeah. my best 100%. boy. Okay. My, I have a keychain of Bakugo. So, for me, I'm a little bit different. So, I oh, God. So I always kind of viewed Bakugo as this really annoying-ass character <laughs> that I just wanted to punch through a fucking wall. But, it's kind of slowly, and I won't say he grew on me. That's not really accurate. I would say that slowly but surely, like, over time, I've kind of softened a little bit on him. I mean, I still don't really like his personality. But um, one of the things that's really interesting is uh, about him and Midoriya is just, like, how similar it is to the Naruto Sasuke thing. And I know you guys aren't too, like, familiar with how it got, like, after... Uh, the first part of Naruto, um, like how, you know, everybody more or less knows how it was initially, but they're, it's very similar in just how, uh, that rivalry kind of started, and, um, I think with Midoriya and, uh, Naruto, it's very similar, like, they both kind of view, uh, Bakugo slash Sasuke as, like, their their friends and they consider themselves really important to them while the other one is like denying it the whole time like there's any real connection between them and 
I think I've just appreciated a little bit more like uh, how Bakugo does have a lot to do with like Midoriya's uh, development and uh, you know I, I guess I've looked at it from that standpoint rather than just being a hater and being like fuck this kid um, I don't know I, I kind of view it like that now I have a little bit of a of a different viewpoint of him than just like viewing him and his attitude as his no, I feel you on that. Like, um, so my initial reaction with Bakugo, personally, like, I liked him from the get-go, but basically just what you said from the ending part of what you just said. It's that um, I like Midoriya, obviously, because he's, like, main boy. But the reason why I like Bakugo so much is because he's the he's the complete opposite of Midoriya, where Midoriya has all this, like hero spirit in him and being positive and then he doesn't have a quirk so he has to physically train to become better bakugo has all the potentials to be a hero but he has this like shitty ass <laughs> attitude toward people and it's like he has no hero quality when it comes to like the mental state but he has all this power that he could be a hero so it's like they don't have they, they both have something that each of them don't got it's basically what they said in season three i think uh, when uh, Father All Might came by and just stopped the fight, and that's kind of what I saw when I first saw like season one. I was like, Damn. like, even though I know a lot of people would probably gonna hate Bakugo from the beginning because he's pretty much that basic Sunray. You gotta have that Sunray guy that you hate, you know. But you don't really know like how his full story goes until you get up to like later seasons and stuff. It's like, oh shit, you know. But yeah, I always saw Bakugo as like something that Midoriya could always like channel his. I guess uh, his improvements on. So yeah, so basically that that's how I saw Bakugo when I when I first intru got introduced with him because he was the second or first or second character aside from Midoriya that got introduced, and um, I just fell in love with the the whole like Sundere type and being completely opposite from like the quiet like because when I saw Midoriya, all I could think about for some reason is Yugi, <laughs> like from Yu-Gi-Oh, like the quiet little like nerdy guy who plays card games and you know he just knows a lot of random shit about card games except Midoriya knows a lot of random shit about like heroes <laughs> so yeah so I didn't like fall in love with like Midoriya like right off the bat compared to like Bakugo so I always had like a something for that that boy and then after season three or yeah season three aired I was like damn yeah, my like Bakugo like love just went through the same because they gave him yeah they gave him that backstory that we just needed. The thing I like about Bakugo, aside from all of you know the obvious Sundere boy tributes that he has, is he gets. I feel like a lot of people won't really like notice this, but I feel like he gets just as emotional as Midoriya does during the more intense scenes, but he's. The only difference is he's not, like, in tears crying about it. It's more like he's really frustrated and, like, upset with himself and Midoriya and everything. And I actually really like seeing Bakugo like that because it really humanizes his character. And, you know, we get an inside look of how he feels on the inside, aside from just all the anger that he has, you know? Mm-hmm. 
he definitely gets more relatable when like when he starts doing that stuff and before like when you first season when you just see him as like a crazy angry kid like he's not as relatable as Midoriya but then like what you said when he does start expressing emotions like even though he doesn't do much to express them it starts to like humanize him and that's another thing uh, that they're like opposites from where Midoriya when he has feelings he'll straight up fucking cry and like scream those feelings whereas Bakugo you know he'll reserve himself and he'll just like think back and he'll like get pissed off and then one day he'll just explode yeah it was kind of like when he was starting to discover that uh, Midoriya was the protege of All Might you know we saw how he really Mm -hmm. felt and he was so angry like why couldn't that have been me and everything why him and and then he blamed himself because All Might and I, I like seeing parts of Bakugo like that and I don't know, that just makes me love him more. <laughs> I know. Like, poor boy. You're angry, right? but we know why. <laughs> <laughs> but man, all these like emotions from these characters, like the the how they interact and they channel their energy, like for example, like Midoriya and Bakugo are different from like how Ida is, like when he wanted his revenge from his uh, for his brother and how he just like goes and does it on his own, he doesn't rely on anyone to do it, or how, like, um, Todoroki is with his father. It's like, you know, he, he doesn't want to, like, he doesn't want anything to do with his father and all that stuff, and how he, like, does, and how he, like, pretty much shows his emotions by doing that is just, like, reserving to use fire and instead uses his mom's power. It's like, they all have, like, their own way of expressing to become more, like, humanistic to be more relatable as characters and I think that's why what Yami said before is that everyone could get behind these characters because the characters that we have seen have shown some sort of uh, some sort of humanizing part about them that we could relate to even though if it's not even a big emotional part like Yaoi Rozu for example like she's just your most normal girl going to school and she wants to get the highest grade like every other girl who probably wants who's in school who's trying to do their best mm-hmm. you know and that's also relatable or Ochako Uraka, she's just so bubbly and she's kind-hearted and everyone just loves, like, you know, just are drawn to that personality because she's, you know, she's relatable. She's anything, she's probably the most relatable out of all of them. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I, uh, I think with uh, what you guys were pointing out with Bakugo's very on point, it's, it's, I think he's way more of a um, sympathetic character than Sasuke was. The only time I, I keep making these parallels because it was it's like the easiest thing for me to do, but um, <laughs> they're just so similar personality-wise. But the one thing that I do see from Bakugo that's a little bit different than Sasuke is like the Sasuke. Even though he kept things bottled in, he never really exploded necessarily until like the the he got frustrated seeing Naruto's growth, and then it kind of bubbled out. That's the same thing that you saw with uh, Bakugo, you know, it, a little bit. In in Bakugo saw how Midoriya was growing, and then he found out about uh, the relationship that. All Might and, and Midoriya had, and then it kind of just like exploded, and then he turned outward, blamed them, and then blamed himself, and um, that's 
one of the things that you never really saw too much with Sasuke is that he, there wasn't so much of that that introspection. Um, I'm not too sure, but I guess you could say that Bakugo has a little bit of self-loathing, like a little bit, but I, I wouldn't say it's a lot. Whereas, like, uh, I don't think Sasuke really had that part. I think with Bakugo, there's a little bit more of, like, a, an introspection there that wasn't really there with Sasuke. Um, and in all honesty, I wouldn't even blame, like, Sasuke, because he could, that, Sasuke could definitely be that introspective, but I think it's all down to the, the writer, you know, um, for for these manga and anime like like uh, like Horikoshi with My Hero Academia, he he knows how to like weave these characters and knows how to pull the emotional strings when they need to be, you know. Um, I don't know, like I'm not entirely sure who, like I don't follow Naruto, so I don't know who's the writer or or illustrator for Naruto, but um, all I could like. From what I know about Naruto, is they make pretty badass fighting scenes. <laughs> so, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and uh, but story-wise, I'm not entirely sure how the story goes. I just I do know like the basic where Naruto is, you know, rivals with Sasuke, and that's pretty much all I know. Um, but I'm glad you can make that comparison because uh, I you can stop me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of it goes down to like the genius of the writing of each character because I'm pretty sure Sasuke could be that Bakugo like level when it comes to introspective and like being more like aware of like the world that's crumbling around you and why he's acting the way well, he is you know I, I don't want to get too deep into talking about Naruto necessarily but I will say that um, I'm I'm more comparing Sasuke and Bakugo like as kids because when Sasuke gets a little older, um, it's a little bit different. But, I mean, with Sasuke, he's a little bit, like, far gone as well <laughs> at that point. Um, <laughs> but with, with, I think that it's not so much... I mean, yes, I understand what you mean when you say, like, the writing has a lot to do with that. Uh, but it, you know, it's also about just the plot of the story. Like, Sasuke is a big part of the plot of the story and it it was always kind of meant to be that um as far as uh naruto's story is concerned like it was always going to be a story about him and sasuke whereas like it my hero even though it has a lot of different elements and a lot of different characters it's still mostly about like how uh deku is going to become uh, a, a a hero or whatever and the greatest hero and and so um bakugo's role in that is more or less like uh um one in the same well it's more of like being able to see the dichotomy of like a character with they both have drive but the drive gets sort of uh directed in two different ways like one has like this drive but a lot of it is like these negative emotions the other one kind of uses the negative situations or the negative emotions and flips it to where he can turn it into a positive and it's always directed toward his goal um it's a little bit different um 
I don't know. What do you think, Andre? Because I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm explaining it correctly, but I kind of feel like that's the, the difference there. No, I actually, I, I mostly agree with you. I think um, that was a really good point. I don't really have anything uh, contradictory to say. Okay. Yeah, I was just like, because I understand what you mean, uh, Mango, and I and I, I can sort of see what you're trying to get at, but I just feel like there, um, there's just that little subtle difference in terms of like overall their mindset. It's just a, it's a little bit different. It's, uh, you know what, I think. For the most part, it's definitely a good way to look at it in that sense. Because I never really consider it that way until you mentioned it. So, yeah, because I was like, I can't really compare the two like you can because I don't really watch yeah, as much now. Yeah, I understand. And, but, yeah, so I can't really tell how, what kind of character like Sasuke is and what his like actual ambitions are compared to how Bakugo's is. Um, but in the same sense, they are very comparable like rivals. like. Naruto and Sasuke and Midoriya and Bakugo, so they're they're comparable, but they're also very yeah. different. The way that you explained it, you know, as characters, yeah, in um, the goals and the ambitions and like the world that they are, like how they are. So it's just what was laid out, like you said. It all depends on the plot and how it was, like what was given to them at that certain point, and what they have to do with what they have, mm-hmm. you know compared to, you know, the other, the, the other rivals and stuff. Yeah. I would like to actually, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so I, I like your point a lot, actually. So I didn't see it that way until you mentioned it. So that's definitely a really strong point. I, I would just ask, like, so I understand, like, uh, um, kind of going back uh, a little bit. Uh, I understand how you guys view, um, like, my hero. Uh, a little bit mm-hmm. but I, I would just say like where do you think because I don't want to necessarily spoil anything but where do you think uh, what how should I ask this what do you think is something that you'd like to see happen in like a future episode or the manga like what is something that you feel like not Something that's not too outlandish, not like a doge, not like a dojin or something <laughs> okay, so, like so, that. But or so 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 no shipping. Yeah, allowed, right? not like a fan. Well, fit, unless, something that could realistically happen um, in the story. No red conning. Really like oh, okay, go ahead, Aji. I'll let you take floor well, on this one. <laughs> this might come off a little ominous, but it was the first thing that initially came to my mind was. We haven't really had a, a major character death yet. Uh-oh. So, let's say... <laughs> I mean... Oh my, it's time for you to I go. I was about to say, you know... Deku just used 100% of every his powers. Every has his day. <laughs> oh my god, I know. I, I've been thinking about that, like, his death ever since the season started. I kept thinking about... um. What's his name? Kamina from Guren Lagan. Right. And how he died as like, damn, that was an emotional death. But I don't know if I could ever stand like All Might dying. <laughs> Which, it's sad because he's hardly in the season. I get why though, but 
my god, he's such a good character. Even when he's not there, I'm thinking about him. Because, like, when Night Owl was talking about it, I was like, oh, I saw the future, and if I was All Might's death, I was like, god damn. <laughs> like, the fuck, man? Spoilers. <laughs> but, but in the same sense, it's like, now you can't stop thinking about All Might when it comes to these situations and what they do in this season. But, yeah, no, I, I kind of agree with you in that point. It's like, a character death is something that we're all anticipating now. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a, it'll give us a little growth, a little action. It's... <laughs> I will say this, um, there is, just being a fan of, like, other anime and other manga, there is something to that, like, uh, what Andre was saying, in terms of, like, um, that's just kind of like a natural evolution that happens, like, you usually see a main character's death for something really profound to happen, uh, for the character growth, for the main character's growth. And so I kind of feel like that is an element that's missing, but I honestly think that the way this manga is written, uh, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> I don't even think that yeah. it's... There, there's way too many emotional investment yeah. in all the other seasons. I don't see how it's not going to happen unless they're really trolling us. Yeah, like, there's so much that... Um, just with All Might alone, like, there's so many instances where he's, like, on the ropes. Mm -hmm. And you can already tell, like, it's not like this dude has a lot left in the tank. No. So, it's, it's, it's like one of those things. He's become a... It's one of those... He, he's, like, kind of, he, he's, like, one of those, um, like, uh, whoopee cushions, <laughs> you know, when he's, a, when he's All Might, he's all blown up. And now he's kind of, like, a flat whoopee cushion. <laughs> Like, see, even in, in his hero suit, it's kind of pathetic, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, dang, man. It's just like, I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't mean a compare to a Whoopi Cushion. He's better than that. But it's, I don't know, I just think it's kind of <laughs> I don't think you're too far off, though. I, I do think that when it comes down to it, um, that is something that, um, when it comes to All Might, is just, it's inevitable. Like, he's, he pushed himself so far and has these drawbacks and all that kind of thing. Like, it's it's almost impossible to expect him to just, like, live for as long as... Uh, oh, my God, I know. You know what I mean? Especially like he's, now I don't that he's think, quirkless, yeah. too. I mean... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I feel like what is going to happen, and I don't know for sure... But look at Mamillion, though. Mamillion's still doing pretty good, even though he has no quirk. Uh, he still was able to hold his own, but then again, he's also like younger than all. Yeah, so. he's a little bit different. I, w I would, I would just say that when it comes down to it, it's it's just one of those things. Like he is, he's pushed himself so far for so long that I think there will be a villain or or someone out there that is going to try to use his death as like a symbol you know mm -hmm. kind of like what we've seen with uh other sort of stories you know like batman and stuff i was, I was talking to my uh one of my uh, co-workers today because he saw the recent episode and uh we were talking about how deku just went like all crazy on this last episode and i told him like this is probably only his kaioken form so far but i bet you anything went <laughs> well he's a kid he's got so much like room to grow still but what i'm saying is that 
Well, I know, but he had he's grown so much so far, being able to use 100 percent now. But like, I'm thinking like, now what if all my planet dies? He'll probably fucking go super saiyan. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> he's gonna oh, be the Krillin. Man. He's gonna be the sacrifice. <laughs> That'd be the day when all hell just breaks loose, and Zuku's like, no, you just killed my father. I can hear it too. I can hear um, like Midoriya's shrill little voice, like. Oh, and then it cuts to like to be continued in season five or six. No, or what it's gonna be awesome. like awesome is that. J pop song. <laughs> no, what it's gonna be like. Oh, I have a comment about that really quick. The song that they had in the middle of the uh, of the episode. You know what I'm talking about, John? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh my, my god! And you, you could kind of like you, getting you kind of just thinking about it. I know you need to watch this last episode, Angie. I'm seriously. going to, but. Yeah, that uh, you you hear the tune in the background, and it sounds like the theme yeah. song to when he when you say uh, wrong. like the first yeah exactly. So it sounds like that theme song, except they put lyrics over it, and it's oh my god, it's so perfect. Which uh, for me, there's two things I kind of want to see happen in the future, and one because I'm a huge Airy fan now. I love Airy. Um, I kind of want to see more Midoriya and Airy like go at it, like just team teamwork together. Because I want to see more of that buttery, smooth action. Um, <laughs> well, it's not like that. I mean, I mean, just like being able to use his powers to like max because of her quirk. But that one, and I guess that's more retconning it. But the one that I really want to see is I want to know who the uh, the snake is. The the one who's like eating the villains to inform it and I I kind of wish it's going to be one of the students but I kind of have a feeling I know who it is already like who who you remember in a se- the, the last part or the first part to season 3 where they went on that little camping trip and uh, all the pussycat dolls were there and, <laughs> <Pussycat> dolls. <laughs> and, yeah, and then they got attacked by the, the, the League of Villains mm-hmm. and um, they're talking about who was the snitch who ratted them out because no one was supposed to know that they're supposed to be there except the heroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think I know who that. I think I know who it is. And my best bet. I'm just gonna say because I could be wrong. Is um, the professor from the from class, uh, from the sec, the other class that was there. I think it's him. But I would honestly would be super shocked and super surprised if it was actually one of the students that we already know in hmm. this class. Which I don't think it is, but what if it was like, um, what's her name, uh, Toru, the invisible girl? <laughs> <laughs> <What is> her? <laughs> she had no real big part. See, this is a and meme I at one like point. If she... So you love to throw around the invisible girl just in any sort of My Hero Academia talk. So I, you were setting I, this up. Okay, first of all, she's first to go, she's best <laughs> She has the best fans. You totally remember the episode where she was in the cheerleading but what, outfit. But what if she was the? What if she was the snake? I don't know. I, I just can't get out of my head. Like she's invisible. She could do things she that no one knows. Okay, okay but like, imagine if she was naked and like she just came forward. I was, and was just like, gonna it was say me that the whole time, and the villains are gonna be like, "Bitch, we can't even see you." <laughs> 
I was just gonna make a similar uh, comment, like because she's naked, no one would know right. if she like dipped out. They only know she's there because she's like wearing some accessory or something. So she could dip right. out at any time if she just undressed. I mean, you know, I have no problem with that. Can't see anything. <laughs> Which we, I think we were, we were talking about how um, uh, Aizawa. It kind of it kind of throws for a loop because his power erases quirks and her quirk is being invisible, right? And I saw someone posing like, well, what if like Aizawa saw her, and she goes, you know, and she her quirks quirkless, and you get to see who she is, how she really looks. The my problem with that is he I don't even know he knows where to look. That's my issue. It's like if you can't make contact with someone else's eyes, you can't technically like erase that quirk, right? So she's kind of like immune to his power. You know what I mean? Because he, he, he takes away quirks if he looks you in the eye, but if he can't see you, he doesn't know where to put his eyes on. He can't technically take away your quirk. Unless right? he, like, unintentionally locks onto her eyes, not seeing her eyes, but her eyes seeing his eyes. But that would be a so unintentional because he wouldn't even know he was I hope he erases her, eyes, her quirk. She's such a boring character. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> She's not... She's entertaining when she, she is. She can on do everything she's already doing without her quirk on the sidelines. Do you, do you think why, that's why she's so bubbly every time she's on screens because no one could see her, so she tries to make a big presence for Maybe. herself? Maybe that's an interesting backstory. I feel like that's what it is. I, I, it, it better be written. <laughs> I want to see this story. You guys are giving that girl a hard time, man. That's not right. I know we're giving her like a good ten minutes. <laughs> She's got more, she's got a whole segment on this podcast <laughs> dedicated to her. Yo, I think that's Toru, pretty awesome. best girl, invisible girl for the win. That's what should be the uh, cover for this particular episode, is a picture of the invisible girl. Nothing. <laughs> but it wouldn't be of nothing, nothing. It would be easy be for me. I just have to just post a picture <laughs> of tube socks or something. <laughs> tube socks, yeah. There you go. That's the that's the type. That's the type of person she is. Just tube socks. Fanny and stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> so mean. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, so let's cover one more thing, and then I guess we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so music. What is your favorite opening and closing from all the seasons? And what do you think about this last one? Andre, you can go first. Music, I mean, like, I mean the intro and outros. I don't actually mean the music in the actual, like, uh, yeah. anime. Which, the anime has amazing music, by yes, the way, so does. if you don't like it, then I, do I don't I do agree wanna, with that. Yeah. But, um, I mean the actual, like, uh, uh, intro songs and outro songs. I can't name all the bands or all the songs, but uh, I guess you could tell me which season and which ones, but um, I'm not gonna lie. I personally like this last one. Uh, a lot. I love the ending a lot. <clears throat> mm. um, I think my favorite opening would be from season two. And then, mm-hmm. I don't really have a favorite ending. I guess it would be the one from season one. You remember the one when they were, they uh, looked like, uh, the ending was, uh, they looked like they were going on some sort of like fantasy mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bakugo was draped in that big old cape and he has a dragon with him. Oh, I love that one. 
Yeah, that ending was awesome. I love that one. Uh, I will say, uh, because I listen to them every, you know, so often, um, I like the the second season opening a little bit better than the first one, and uh, which is weird because at first I I didn't really like the second opening or the second the opening for the second season. Like I I didn't really like it that much. Um, the first one, not the second. One. Um, and then as far as the endings, I actually like the one with all the girls on it. I forget the name of the title. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. But I like that uh, one. That I was like that cute one too. It was cute. And Toro is in there. <laughs> <laughs> we know, John. <laughs> in other news, you, you couldn't see her, but she was in there. <laughs> it's true, she is in it. I'm sorry, she was in it. I remember because it was all bubbly and pink. But, um, yeah, uh, what do you guys feel about this opening and closing for this season? Mm, I'm not really a big I feel, fan of either. I gotta be honest, no? I feel like they made this opening, they try to make it sound a little similar to the first one. Yeah, maybe that's it why. It sounds a, a little too similar to the first one. Really? Yes, to me, yes. Dang. At least the beginning of it. Like, the... Both the visuals and the the actual like song itself, it's a little too similar okay. to the first one in my opinion. Okay, I can respect that. I kind of see that where you're going. With yeah, that. I don't like that. I think they should have just made it, uh, you know, its own thing. Like the second one is really good because it's its own thing. You know that one when they were doing the uh, where they met Cami in season mm-hmm. three, I think, part one. Mm-hmm. The the opening to that one was brilliant. Uh, it was like some weird techno, like uh, J-rap, J-rock stuff <clears throat> by Uberworld. I don't know if you know the band, but they play a lot of anime songs. But um, the opening like was very, very meticulous in that sense. Like It kind of showed the course of how Deku was going throughout the season and what you could expect. And it pretty much encapsulated everything. It wasn't your typical, I'm going to show you this and that, like the characters and all that stuff. But And it did that too, but it also kind of showed it in Deku's perspective in a sense. I don't know. I think it was just me, but maybe I'm thinking too much about it. But I definitely loved that intro a lot. But um, yeah, but this, this ending, I, I don't know. I just love this ending so much. It, it has that crazy poppy beat I love. Um... And the the story you see behind Airy and stuff, it's like I kind of I get it now after seeing this last episode, mm-hmm. uh, why she is the way she is and the story that she is. Yeah, I was like, damn. So it hit home for me with this one. But yeah, those are my thoughts. All right, uh, should we wrap up? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. really, we, we, we all... really quickly. Uh, I actually okay. wanted to talk about really quickly some of the uh, some of my recommendations oh, okay. for this season. And uh, oh, okay, okay. Because I know you guys, I don't think have seen too many uh, other anime yet. And I just no, I, I did scroll through Funimation. I did scroll through Funimation, but I don't, I, I I couldn't say I'm turning it on right now. <laughs> yeah, I just but, heard um, that. I did, but um, but I didn't watch any of the new seasons. 
of anything. So uh, I was actually going to point out a couple of different uh, anime that I've watched this season. Like I at least tried a couple of episodes or as many episodes as uh, were available. And I wanted to uh, bring it up to, to you guys just to suggest um, to you and the audience as, as well. So there's um, Darwin's Game. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one or watched it yet. But uh, that was the first one that popped up when I saw it last night after watching My Hero. I was like, Darwin's Game, interesting. It's uh, I think, um, I think you might like it, John. I'm not too sure, uh, but at least the girl's cute, and I'm sure you like that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Darwin's Game is pretty much like uh, it's kind of similar to uh, Osama Game, if anybody's seen that, or King's Game. That was um an anime from last yeah. year as well yeah I, I didn't really like king's game. yeah it was a little king's game was a little eh. I, I understand i watched it the whole way through but it was a little i mean obviously it's got some some violent parts to it and it's kind of gory but as far as the game is concerned uh it's kind of interesting and the the you know what they have to do in order to survive is kind of effed uh, but it's entertaining, at least. This one, I think, is done a little bit better uh, than Osama Game. It's kind of similar-ish in terms of like them having to play a, a game in order to survive. But I think it's it's done in a little bit of a better way. At least I find it more enjoyable so far. Um, okay. So I would <clears throat> suggest uh, people at least give that a shot. It's got two episodes out. Um, there's another uh, one... Um, that's outright. You know, oh. you know that Nekopara has like a... Yeah, I was going to bring that up anime too. Anime now? I was just like, about to You guys play say. that game. <laughs> I was just about I was like, to that, say. That's, I was like, I was looking through animation last night. I was like, isn't that that weird ass like, uh, like H game or whatever they wanted me to play? Or edgy game or whatever. I wouldn't say it's an H game, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a... It's a edgy game with the right patches. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've played it, right, Andre? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well. uh, yeah it's pretty... Uh, it. I, I mean, I haven't um, watched too much of it, to be fair. But I was going to say, I, I'm actually looking forward to that one, and I actually want to watch it. So, um, And I didn't hear uh, anything bad about it. I think it was rather enjoyable for some people. Um, Interesting. Then I was going to mention another anime, which is... Uh, Science fell in love, so I tried to prove it, which is about um, uh, these uh, two scientists. One, one, one of them fucking huh? long ass. I know, like, right? Names. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a it sounds like a novel, light novel opening or something. It probably is a light novel. <laughs> it's a it's based off a of manga. Um, <laughs> oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. Are mangas giving their own like light novel names now too? It's a it's a yeah. it's more of a rom com. This one. Uh, and you guys know how much I like rom-coms. Uh, this one has uh, two scientists uh, that are, you know, they like to think about logic and develop, you know, uh, uh, formulas and all that kind of thing, research. And so uh, the way they do it in this is like they try to scientifically prove that they, uh, that they are in love. And so they go through all of these shenanigans in order to try to uh, prove whether or not they're in love with each other. 
and it's a it's a little bit of a different take on uh, rom-com. It's actually kind of uh, interesting in terms of the the uh, things they talk about. Like they actually do talk about uh, statistics, uh, uh, things like null hypothesis and stuff like that. So it's a little bit different, but it's it's really uh, I think it's really cute and and well done. That sounds um, really cute. Okay. I might actually yeah. look into that. Yeah, I thought I thought that that would be something that you might like, uh, Anji. So, I like my good fair rom com, just depending on how the story goes. But I'm looking like through Funimation right now, and what the fuck is up with these like half humanoid, half animal shows? <laughs> right now? Like, there. Let me see. Hold on. Let me just name a few that Funimation has up. Let's see. We've got. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, so there's. Uh, Uchitama, have you seen my Tama? <laughs> dog cat looking things. There's Show by Rock, which looks like a pop band with cat girls. Isn't uh, Tama so like the, the Japanese Nekopara, word Nekopara, for ball? Obviously, another cat thing. Um, let's see. I hope that's all of it. It's a uh, anthro season. One. <laughs> anthro season. That's probably what it is. It's anthro season now or something. Oh, here's what there's a bunny girl in this one, Grand Blue, oh, but it's been a while. Oh, here, uh, no strike, which has been out for a minute. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of like the Neko ones came out this season, I guess. <laughs> the Neko's are out. <laughs> the Neko's are out. I am going to indulge myself in this one. This one sounds interesting. Toilet bound Hanako kun. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, just this toilet on there, and I have to know why. <laughs> You're probably going to drop it after the first episode. <laughs> it only has one episode, so I'm probably going to drop it toilet after. Toilet bound is right. <laughs> exactly. Scathing review. Flush um, it down. <laughs> Never going to watch it again. Just flush it down. And then uh, the last thing I'll, I'll throw out there is uh, Haikyuu Fourth Season. And uh, that's it. Oh, yeah, the fourth season. Is that on Funimation? I it's probably on Netflix. I am not sure yet. I don't know. Hmm. Anji. Wait, did I force you to watch yes. Haikyuu? I did. That's the that's the volleyball. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Did you finish it? Or did you? how far did you get? <laughs> um, I don't know. To be honest, <laughs> not since you it, left. <laughs> it has not been on my mind at all. <laughs> God damn it. It's so good, though. It's so good, and the fourth one is coming out. I, I, I do like sports anime, but for some reason this one was just kind of meh. At least for me. Well, I, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna definitely watch that. <laughs> Did you? No cat girls involved. Uh, you, I'll, uh... I'll stick to cat girls. <laughs> I'll stick to cat girls. <laughs> Did you watch the it? new um the the, the new uh, orphan looks pretty good, that's for sure. I know that was based on like a more of a classic anime, but uh, there's this new one called Sorceress Stabber Orphan. That looks pretty cool, actually. <clears throat> um, Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to uh, also ask uh, Anji if she uh, watched uh, Free. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw most of it. That's yeah. the swimming one, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good one. I don't know. A lot of people said that they didn't like that one for some reason. But I actually... The opening, what, the first one, is a banger, for sure. 
Oh, there's another anime that uh All these sport this all the sports anime have amazing openings. Yeah, they, they do. A lot of them have really good ones. It's so underrated. It's a genre that I think is underrated in general, but a lot of their openings are underrated. Yeah. Just people don't really watch them as much as yeah. the shonens. Seriously, Gone with the Wind. Go watch that. Shit's awesome. It's about running. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really do one. it, but... I'm glad you reminded me. There it's, was a soccer one that I wanted good. to watch. Maybe you guys have oh, seen it. I was going to say, uh, there's... I haven't seen it. It's Is it the Aoyama-kun one? I think so. I don't, it's a... Uh, he, it, it, he's it like a, a toss-up between soccer and I think and it's Clean Freak Aoyama-kun uh, is what it's called. I think so, yeah. I still need to watch that it. That opening is really baller. Ooh, I need to watch it. The end is really good, too. Yeah. It's really good. Alrighty, guys. Is any more recommendations? No, not for now. We can talk about uh, that next time. Yeah. Sweet. Alrighty. Well, <coughs> we're going to call it a night. Um, and I guess this is us signing off. So we'll definitely talk to you guys next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Any last words, guys? Stay classy. Alrighty, we are ready to go. Alright, guys, and remember, stay plus ultra. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.